0: So I recently hit 100 hours in Guilty Gear Strive. Now, for many that might not be very impressive, for others that might be ridiculous. But for me, other than Street Fighter V, I haven't really put 100 hours into a game in like a good 10 years or something like that. It's been incredibly hard for me to play games that, find enjoyable, that I find fun, that keep my attention, because there's so many games coming out, and plus I have a kid, uh, I have a business I'm trying to work on, I have a wife that I'm trying to, you know, make sure that I fulfill duties with her as well. I've got a lot of things going on, and even though I play games a decent bit, playing 100 hours of a game pretty rare. Now, with fighting games, I think this is pretty common. You have to at least get 100 hours to be competitively viable. Way more than that, honestly, but 100 hours is not Anything major That said, I want to talk about my experience with playing Guilty Gear Strive. It is another fighting game So it's very much relevant to uh, the FGC to fighting games to fighting game philosophy Uh, And as such, I think we should talk about that Hello and welcome to FGC philosophy my name is a Philosopher, and this is where we talk about topics that I think are important that are going to help us all level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Today's topic is, yes, Guilty Gear Strive and my 100 hours, and I'm going to talk about a few various topics related to the game specifically, kind of like my review, my pseudo review of 100 hours of the game, but also my experiences and what I've learned uh, in fighting games as a whole, and also just in terms of personal development or development in some sense. Uh, not not necessarily like motivation or anything like that, but just tools to help me think about things. Right? Uh, I think I've done a poor job of really articulating my ideas in terms of how they're productive, and it doesn't. I feel like I use the term personal development, or a lot of people use that term when talking about my content. And I guess yeah, it does fall into that because it helps you develop as a person. Uh, but it's not just the touchy feely stuff or I hope it's not you know I hope it doesn't come off that way Uh, I hope it's practical things that we can utilize as mental tools and and take those things and do better and some of them are specific to fighting games and some of them aren't so I want to talk about all of that all of my experience with this game the first thing is let me just talk about how I feel about Guilty Gear Strive I absolutely love the game I think that playing this game has helped me come to terms with some important things that I'll hit on a little bit later on. But in terms of the game specifically, I love the artwork. The music is good. I recently did turn off the music and started playing my own music, mainly because of stream purposes. Because I want a variety of music, I like my own genre, Uh, and as much as I do like Guilty Gear Strive's music sometimes, I can't really curate it. it. There's. I can pick a song and I can keep changing it, but I really don't care. Like, I really don't care to do that in between uh, running a match, especially if I ever plan on doing a tournament. I'd rather just have my own music and I can change it if I don't like it on the fly with the touch of a button, regardless of if I'm in the match or not. Uh, usually, it's going to be between a round at the very least, but nonetheless, it's just easier for me. You know what I mean? Plus, with so many songs, and I understand that that Guilty Gear and and Daisuke own this, but I'm just afraid of copyright issues down the line, so I'd rather just play music that I know is copyright free rather than running into that issue if I get bigger when I get bigger down the line. Uh, but that said, the music is nice. There's a large variety of it that you can unlock as you play the game. So if you like older Guilty Gear music, there's a lot, a ridiculous amount of older Guilty Gear music in the game. And it seems like they're adding some music from the Korean game. I don't know anything about that. I just saw it on Twitter, figured I'd share that. In terms of the gameplay, I absolutely love, love, love the gameplay. Uh, so, just so you know where I'm at skill-wise, I did hit uh, VIP or Celestial Floor whatever that is. That's basically the highest rank that you can get as of right now. Uh, you essentially just level up higher and higher as you go. So, I don't think I'm anywhere near the top of the ladder, uh, but I have earned the, at least temporarily, the highest status that you can get in the game. I have to actually earn it again. I'm in my series to get it. I just haven't played the game as much as I'd like to offline. I mean, online. <laughs> uh, I've played like... But when I say that, I mean, that I'm usually playing online with people specifically. I'm doing first to fives, first to tens, first to twenties. I'm playing long sets with people because that's just legitimately what I enjoy the most. I haven't touched the storyline or the arcade mode. Uh, I'm mainly in the training room, trying out stuff and and practicing and learning new skills, honing old skills, Uh, or I'm just playing sets with friends. And there's enough people that I know to when I get on, I can ask somebody for a set or they're already on. So I hop on because I'm like, yeah, now's my time to play Strive. Let me go ahead and hit them up. Or, you know, I can play the Celestial Floor, the ranked system. I actually enjoy playing the ranked system in this game, not just for getting that rank, but just because it's more consistent in who I play. I I can go to lower floors. I can go to floor 10 and play level 10 players, and it's a little less consistent, and it's like more of a, a grab bag. But when you get into a Celestial Floor, they at least know their fundamentals to some degree. They might have a vastly different play style, uh, and, and there's a decent character pool, depending on what region you're playing in. So there's a lot of variety of how I can play online and the connection is good enough and the load times are fast enough to where it's just efficient. It's really efficient to play that game. There's, I, I never really thought about this because I heard people complain about it and I, I just... I've never been the kind of person that's going to complain about load times. It is what it is. I, I've never been the kind of person that complained about like netcode and connections. To, to other people in games, it, just because I, I accept it for what it is, you know? If I don't like it enough, I just don't play it. I don't keep playing it and complaining about it because that seems ridiculous to me. Uh, so I never really let that bother me. You know, Street Fighter, I never really let it bother me except for every now and then you get a really laggy match where you definitively lose a match. But other than that, you just take it for what it is. And once you know you're in a laggy match, you try to just keep yourself calm and get to the match and you quit when you're done. Like there's no reason to take it personal or any of that. However, I think it's important to appreciate when someone does something better. And Guilty Gear Strive definitely does it better. Uh, their connection is good. So you have this AAA game with good netcode. Usually it's like indie game with AAA netcode and AAA company with indie netcode. I don't, I don't understand, like I say indie and I don't mean that in a derogatory term. I just mean like they got some Walmart connections for some of these games that are AAA. It's kind of ridiculous. So as much as I love Street Fighter V, I find myself just enjoying the quality of of netcode on Strive so much better. So with all that said, I've been able to get a lot more matches in, a lot more quality matches in faster. And there's something to that. And the gameplay is rich enough for me to be able to do really fun stuff. Uh, I do think there is some sort of simplification to this game, but I don't think it's a simple game. I just think it's quicker to pick up, but then there's so much more to the game the roman cancel system alone allows for a large pool of variety of, of one-of-a-kind moments because you have this tool that can be used in an infinite number of ways like there's no one way to use these tools and they're contextual so the roman cancel system it changes depending on the situation so on with on block on hit uh when you're blocking There's so much to the interaction of this one system that makes the depth just ridiculous. Because what's going to happen is people are going to start finding creative, one-of-a-kind ways of using these tools. uh, And then people are going to figure that out and create counters to that. And it's just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. Especially since they're probably going to make the game a little bit more difficult or more complex as the life cycle goes on. They may, they may not. But looking at their track record, they've done it. Let's, let's not even look at Guilty Gear, let's look at Dragon Ball, right? If you've never played the Dragon Ball Fighters game, just so you know, they did add some new things to the game as it got older. You know, they added new assists, so that you can kind of customize your assist a little bit more, so every team, even if you had the same characters, had the potential to be different. You know, they changed and tweaked characters, they added new characters, uh, they added, you know, some other features to the game that I can't even remember, let alone Guilty Gear. You know, let's look at Guilty Gear, uh, Exert, Resert, however you want to pronounce it. And then Revelator, and Revelator 2, and then, you know, all the stuff that came out. You know, they they changed the game. So Strive right now might be Strive 1.0, but they're going to change it and make it more uh, robust. I'm sure. I'm I'm fairly confident of that. That's just the life cycle of most fighting games nowadays. Uh, They can package it all as one game. And put it under DLC and season passes, or they might just do the whole Street Fighter Guilty Gear thing where they have a, a Guilty Gear blob X double Z and then they just keep adding on to it. So, either way, that's gonna happen. So, the people complaining about it being too basic right now, they're kind of silly if they already are Guilty Gear old heads. I'm not a Guilty Gear old head and I know that about Guilty Gear. So, whatever, I guess, take that with whatever you want to do with that. If you're, if you're one of the people that are salty, I don't get you. You know? Like, the people who are salty and complaining about it and saying how bad it is, it's, like, why can't you just enjoy your older games? Like, at the we FGC, we actually still run plus-R tournaments. We have Frodo and AG42, Frodo and Bilbo, and then AG42 that run weeklies online for that game. If we ever have enough for a demand, we run a tournament, regardless of what game it is. So I don't understand, like, play the game you like. Why do you gotta shit on the games that we like? Because they're popular? Like, what what is your logic? Let me know. I'm not trying to be too antagonistic about it i know i sound very aggressive right now It just it does personally irritate me a little bit when people say they're for the community but then talk bad about games that people in the community do like i'm not talking about the people who just say they don't like the game and they just don't play it i mean the people who are actively trying to tear down the game talk bad about the game every chance someone praises a game they have to counter it with how bad the game is like those kinds of people why are you like that let me know in the comments section because i really do i need to understand that logic of why you contradict yourself and I, like, i'd love to have a conversation about that so if people who know people like that or are people like that please tell me help me understand a little bit <laughs> i don't want to be as judgmental but it's like why do you gotta rain on my parade i'm not raining on your parade i'm not saying your game is bad anyway i digress <laughs> that just that's just been happening a lot with this game it happened with street fighter 5 and it's, it's always bugged me uh, but nonetheless, let me let me move on from that. Let me let me get back to something more positive. So I do play a character called Naga Ryuki. I have never had a character, a fighting game character, that I have enjoyed as much as this character. Not just aesthetically, but gameplay-wise. It's just perfect for me. It's. If you haven't played the game or seen this character, he is a black samurai vampire. <laughs> like he has this really cool samurai outfit on um, you know it's very unique to him he has uh, either braids or dreadlocks in a ponytail he has this really cool mask that has these fangs on it uh, and if you play him too dangerously he goes into what's called a blood rage and it's just you don't want to be in that state but he has it's very interesting because his mask comes off he looks like he's like very angry his moveset changes a little bit or gets restricted but he has ridiculous rage uh, range of of his weapons and then also just ridiculous damage but his health is draining so it's incredibly dangerous you don't want to go into that but if you do go into it you're not completely uh sol you can still win it's just huge risk huge reward (laughs) but anyways i I just love the way the character plays uh from day one from the beta i just mess with them i like them i like them i like them Uh, i know it changed from the beta people complained about that but i didn't really know enough to bother complaining about it so it didn't really affect me either way I'm a pretty easygoing guy in general. I think most of you guys know that at this point, that I try actively to not let things bother me because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to let things bother me. Uh, so for me, I just, from the beginning, to get into more of the development of learning this game and how I got to Celestial Floor, as I talk about my experience, when I first started playing this game, I just tried to learn how the game felt. So, my character has a dash, a command dash, so I can move really fast back and forth. He has restrictions. he doesn't have a normal dash. he can't press forward forward to do a run. You can do a back dash. he has a back dash. it's okay. it's not great. but uh he can't double jump, he can't air dash. His movement is very restricted. He's not he still has a lot of mobility with his command dash and his movement of his normals and everything and his uh other specials. He has movement forward and some movement backward. And you can use that very, very well to your advantage. And that's what I tried to do. Um, He has something, he has a grab that basically drains the blood of your opponent and heals his blood gauge, which is essentially how you go into blood rage if you don't manage that. Every time you do a certain kind of move, that blood gauge goes up. Once it pops, then that's when you go into your blood rage, your your health starts draining, it's not good. So you have to manage that. But you can cancel your specials into your specials. Basically, he can do some things that other characters can't do at the cost of using his own blood or whatever, or going up in the blood rage. I'm not exactly sure of the lore, why it works that way. Why, when he spends his specials, I guess his blood rage goes up. Not necessarily use draining blood. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I gotta look it up. His lore seems interesting. I just... I like playing the game more than I care about the lore or the story. Anyway, so I started practicing certain things. Something specific was... I need to learn how to command dash, and then as soon as I can get my command grab out. That seemed like it'd be a very strong tool. So I would just sit there and I would command dash backwards, command dash forward, command grab. Like just back and forth until it just became second nature because that's a very awkward movement because the command grab is a uh, its a Z motion, the dragon punch, the BP motion. So it's, it's not hard. It's just weird for me to do that input for a commanding grab. I've never played a character that had that sort of input. So I have to do quarter circle and then DP input into a uh, punch, right? So quarter circle for a kick or 214 if you want to get technical. <laughs> and then 623 or 6, no, 236 for the kick if you want to get technical. And then 623 for the punch. And it, for those who don't play this game and don't know the notation, that probably doesn't make any sense, right? Uh, But for those who do, it makes some sense, hopefully. And it's, again, it's just an awkward input that you have to get used to. So I would just sit there and have conversations with some friends um, while they're talking about the beta as well, maybe watching their screen, but just still getting this movement down. They didn't really see my screen or what I was doing, but I would just practice specific things that seemed like would be important to have Intense situations and I just found those things whatever it might be and I'm still working on those There's so many things that I'm discovering uh, and I just added to my arsenal and when I played matches All I did was try to pay attention to what the opponent was doing and put myself at an advantageous Situation and respond to it. Uh, I play a lot of Street Fighter. So my hit confirms from playing Kareen and my zoning from playing Fong is, is pretty good. Uh, I'm used to long range buttons, but I'm also used to being up close and, and like going into frame traps and then confirming into a button. Like, those are skills I had already developed, so I didn't have to think about hit confirms because Street Fighter V's hit confirms are way harder than Strive's hit confirms, in my opinion. The window of confirming is way wider. I think in terms of if we broke it down by frames of how much of a window you have, I'm pretty sure Street Fighter V would have a tighter frame window than Strive's. I've spent a long time looking at animations. My degree is in animation, I worked as a fighting game animator, so staring at animations is something that comes very very natural to me. As such, I learned the skill of like hit confirming maybe simpler than others. I don't say that in a braggadocious way, it's just I notice other people are either scareder or less committed or just legitimately don't believe in their ability to confirm but I didn't care if I could or couldn't do it. I just practiced doing it until I got it, right? It's is I did the thing until I learned the thing. And I didn't really care if I could or couldn't do it. I was just like, okay, this seems unlikely. But let me just go ahead and, you know, ask some people who can hit confirm, what the heck do they do? And I looked at Geef's gym, and I referred to Gee's gym, and it's the same thing. So it's like, okay, well, clearly there's multiple people who learned how to hit confirm who couldn't hit confirm. So I did. Anyway. So all of that said, I learned some combos. I learned how to play the character. I started learning the Roman system. I made a couple of videos that are on YouTube, just going through the tutorial. So maybe you don't wanna play the tutorial right now. Uh, You can actually go through my YouTube videos and you can find the ones that are uh, just about the tutorial. And I'll I'll put the links down there um, and find it for you to make it a little bit easier. I'll put it in the show notes for you. Uh, But yeah, it's pretty useful. I critique the tutorial during those videos, so I'm not gonna go over it again. Uh, but I think there's some great things that they talk about and introduce, but I think there are some missed opportunities to expand on those at a later time or in that specific lesson. Uh, so it's not a terrible tutorial. It's not the best tutorial, but I, I highly recommend doing it because there might be a lot of nuanced situations you don't know anything about. Uh, or you may have a vague idea of how it works from other games, but don't know the specifics, and that tutorial will help you a little bit. Sometimes they don't give you enough information. They sort of let you figure it out on your own. And that's not necessarily a bad way of teaching. It's just, there's also some specifics I think are worth teaching. And, and again, I get into all that. I'm not gonna tangent that far on it, uh, but take the tutorial. If you're really interested in improving in the game, you know, if you're feeling like you're plateauing, start from the beginning. It's gonna be a little bit painful maybe if you know a lot of this already, but just I recommend doing it anyways, because again, there are some things I already knew about the game, but when the tutorial explained it, It was a lot better, and I understood it a lot clearer. And I appreciated that. And they have some exercises to help you learn how to do it that I do think are really, really good and help illustrate why these things are important. So make sure you do that if you're trying to get better at the game. Uh, I don't think it's necessary if you're just wanting to play the game and press buttons. But again, it is educational, so I'm going to recommend it. That said, you know, Nagoriuki isn't the only character I enjoy. Uh, I've been playing a little bit as soul as well. Uh, I don't really lab him too much. I just watch what other people do because I, I commentate tournaments for Strive once a week in person. I get to watch some soul players and see how they play the character and, and sort of pick that up. So I'll play sets with friends and I'll just play with the character and see how he works. And usually I can beat other people's secondaries and some of their mains with soul. It's just a little sloppier because I don't know the the intricacies of the character yet. There's other characters I do want to try, like Zato and Eno, who I think are way more technical and more intimidating to me personally because I, I, the way they play doesn't click in my head. Uh, but also defending against them can sometimes be frustrating and very confusing because I don't know how they work. and I feel like they're so obscure that I have to mess with them just to understand how to deal with them. Uh, that's just how ridiculous they are. So it's mainly a fascination of how they work and how... I could learn to make them work. Not necessarily something where I'm like, I want to compete with them, or I want to like play a lot of games with them. Uh, I do want to play them, it's just, I have Nagoriyuki. <laughs> like, he's just, he's so cool. I don't need anybody else. It's nice to be able to air dash every now and then though. Again, Nagoriyuki's movement is very limiting. So it's nice to ground myself and understand how movement works for other characters uh, and really get used to that. I played Dragon Ball and I played Marvel. Uh, I still play Marvel 3. So I do enjoy the variety of movement that other characters have, and I am used to learning multiple characters at this point, so I do wanna encourage myself to keep doing that. Again, my time is limited, so it took me a while to get to 100 hours. I'm sure most of the people that I know are probably way higher in hours if I looked. I'm afraid to look at their like Steam accounts on the games, <laughs> uh, but I, I would guarantee a lot of these players that I'm uh, playing with probably have way more time than I do. Even still, though, one of the things that's been fascinating for me is just learning how to play the game efficiently. And I'm really, really proud of my progress in the game because even though I have way less playtime and I I haven't traveled to tournaments like they've been doing, I'm able to keep up with a lot of them. And that's... it feels really good because I'm playing a game that I legitimately enjoy, but I'm also... being productive with the game. Uh, I think being good at the game can only help me. One, I love being a coach, so I would love to teach this game at some point uh, when I get better. There is an opportunity for that because I did scoop a job recently, and I may need to actually help uh, at, at the university for coaching that game. I don't know yet, but if there is that need, I already have the skills because I'm very knowledgeable, and that's another reason why I want to learn multiple characters. But uh, even still, it's something I've been taking notes on and, and writing down and trying to dissect how does one get good at a game more efficiently because i think there's a lot of people who get good at games but who's to say they couldn't have gotten better faster right and i'm always obsessed with this so outside of fighting games i'm always watching and reading and watching videos and reading books on and listening to audiobooks actually about you know mind hacks mental development uh just how to improve, how to learn better, how to improve a skill, the practical applications of it, not just the mindset of it, but also the practical stuff of what are the specific things, the specific processes that I can do to improve. And putting that and applying that to this game feels good to see, because I'm confident that in my ability in the game, and I also feel like there's so much more for me to learn and I'm excited to learn it that uh, I still am going to get better at this game as long as I just keep working on stuff and it's fun to work on those things So there's not really a conflict. <laughs> there's no conflict of interest. I don't find labbing bored in this game uh, There's you know watching the videos Watching them back It's enjoyable to do for me. Uh, I, I don't think that's just because of strive being good I think that also just comes at a time where I've been working on myself in terms of uh, where I want to be with fighting games and at this point right now, I just want to enjoy and get better at fighting games, but I don't necessarily have the desire to compete. Like, I don't have... I don't know how to put this. This is kind of con- kind of complicated to explain and articulate because I do want to inevitably compete again. So I have the intention of getting better with when it's time for me to compete again. I want to win tournaments. However, I think my time is not best dedicated to traveling just yet or, or competing just yet, but more so just getting consistent and comfortable with the game and knowing as much as I can about the game and improving as much as I can about about the game. About the game? In the game. <laughs> but again, it's, it's an enjoyable process uh, and it comes at a good time for me because I have a new fighting game that I really enjoy. I don't want to say Street Fighter has gotten stale for me. It's just... Street Fighter is a passion of mine that I'm not gonna quit. It's just nice to play another game that I'm more interested in competing in. I, I really wanna master Street Fighter V because I think even still, it's, it's a challenging game. But playing this, and then when I go back to Street Fighter V, I always find myself enjoying the process of playing the game and, and improving. I play Kareem now, along with Fong, and it's just an enjoyable experience. I, I, I feel like my plateaus are gone. I don't care about any plateaus, and I had already really let go of a lot of issues with plateauing so i had been improving just not putting a lot of time into the game and feeling bad about not putting time into the game uh and now i don't care that i'm not putting time into the game because i'm still working on my craft as a fighting game enthusiast i just have a new game that i'm working on it with but when i go back to street fighter 5 uh, because i do weeklies because i see the game at least once a week and I, I look up stuff and i'm curious and i do watch other tournaments from time to time I'm not really atrophying in the game. I do need to go back and work on some skills, hone, hone skills and learn new stuff. But I'm confident that I can you know, do that and put that time in. So I, at some point will get more consistent. At some point I will get more consistent with training in Street Fighter again. I like the new characters, by the way. Uh, I have no interest in Oro except for the zoning stuff. I, I just don't like the way that character looks. Akira looks cool, but I don't know if she looks cool enough for me to want to mess with her. And then Luke looks awesome. I just hope he has another skin. The only, the only thing I care about is how he plays. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Steve Fox a little bit, but his hair looks ridiculous. I don't know what his deal is with that. Like, I don't know what it is with Capcom and making hair that is just very sus, but they they do it. <laughs> they do. Like, they're blonde characters. Like, they're blonde guys for some reason. I think other than Vega, who has, like, more feminine hair... They, I don't know, man. He's like, he has curly fries and, and potato wedges and, <laughs> and bananas. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, that's the aesthetic they chose, because Luke has some curly fry hair. I, I don't know. Anyway, the other topic that I want to discuss is this concept of getting in the zone, getting into a point where you are able to only focus only have your mental attention and uh, your physical attention your eyes your ears whatever all your senses are allocated to playing to the best of your current ability i had a conversation with some people and i never got a chance to follow up on it so hopefully i, I will remember now that i'm talking about this uh, to dig more into this conversation but it did spark me to at least talk about it and share my thoughts and my experiences on it uh, i talk about the fact that i have ADD a lot this is something I'm medically diagnosed with, not just something I'm saying, oh, I have ADHD, I'm pretty certain I looked it up and I have it, this is like, no. When I was 17, I went to a psychiatrist with my mom because I was just concerned about getting left back in high school. I didn't wanna, you know, I didn't get left back, but I didn't want to get left back either. And I was like, I don't like school. I can't pass these classes. Some of these are just hard. And inevitably he was like, yeah, your attention span sucks, right? <laughs> and I got medication. It didn't help, but it did motivate me to do better inevitably to, in school. But that's when I learned that, you know, One, I stopped taking my medication, and two, as I got older, I learned how to discipline my mind to only focus on one thing. Until that point, like I remember when I was meditating, this happened for the first time. I had never in my life experienced not having a thought happening in my head, let alone multiple thoughts. But I remember specifically, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember like the location, the time, time area, like I I remember a lot about the experience of just sitting there And then for like a fraction of a second, I was like, whoa, I'm not thinking anything. And then because I thought I'm not thinking anything, it kind of cascaded all the thoughts back. And I was like, oh, what the? Okay, that was weird. And I remember like, oh, I want to get that back. And it, it was harder the second time to get it because I was thinking about what it was like. And so I was too busy thinking about the experience rather than being in the experience. It's very, very you know metaphorical and such and uh, there wasn't really any like spiritual aspect to this it was all just my awareness of how much i actually thought all the time how often there were thoughts going on in my head whether it could be a song and some thoughts a conversation playing back scenarios in my head thinking about what i'm actually doing usually you know video game or working or working out Uh, and working out was the other times where i'm like okay that when I started working out and meditating around the same time it was back and forth like me just recognizing what being in a zone was like and a lot of people have this wrong idea of being in a zone means that like you're playing you're, like you're playing better it's not that you're playing better you're playing at your potential at that time because you you know if you're doing something physical you have the physical aspect of like your muscles can your muscles and your, your bodies and your joints can they physically do the ideas that you have in your head? in fighting games that would be your execution have you honed those skills to be able to do the things that you have in your head right so that's that's pretty straightforward Uh, but then you also have the mental aspect of it and i would say the sensual the sense sensory aspect of it as well where are your eyes paying attention to only what you need to be focusing on are your ears paying attention to what you only need to be focusing on now sometimes you can dull one of these senses to focus better on the other. Uh, like, I tend to dull my ears by playing music, which allows me to basically ignore that sense and not hear any like external sounds, like someone saying something. Like, I, I it's very easy for me to hear a thought and then let that distract me. Now, I can with more effort ignore that sense. But at that point, it's like if you can't hear the video game itself at all, why not just dull that sense? So it just it's more efficient for me to just play music most often. But I can with effort learn like do uh, push people's thoughts out of my head, all that kind of stuff. It's just easier. Why not do that? So learning how to do all of that allows you to only take in information that's relevant to what you're doing so you're not thinking about what if you mess up what if what do people think about you what do your opponent think about you if your opponent wins and like you're not thinking about the future the past you're only paying attention to how to play this match to the best of your ability and utilize the skills that you've learned and trained, research figure it out and as such that Mental focus is, I think, very hard for a lot of people to do because, at some level, I would say a lot of people, large majority of people, are distracted. Maybe not to the level of someone who has ADD, but to a degree to where they're not playing at their best. Now, you could say this is tilted, perhaps, you know, it falls into the realm of what I would say is tilted because you're not performing at your best. But this is kind of a constant state for most people where they're not ever actually doing that. And I, it's hard to talk to this topic. It's hard to talk about this topic with people who may not have ever experienced being in the zone because they don't know what it's like. And so it makes this conversation very, very one-sided where you're trying to describe something that's going to be a different experience for them than it's going to be for you in some degree because everyone processes information differently. And as such, it's hard to visualize a concept that's purely mental. It's hard to visualize a concept that's in your head and it's a state of being where your your mind is just still and you're reacting and you're planning for things that are going to happen in the game. You know, it's like chess. Chess is a really great example because it's all mental. The pieces are just there to visualize the concepts and the moves and keep track of it. But everything that's happening is they're playing these scenarios in their head and they're trying to move the pieces to get to those scenarios. Master chess players already have these ideas in their head. They're just moving the pieces and manipulating an opponent to help them get to that point. Fighting games are very similar, but it's just 10,000 times faster than than chess. Uh and that's why a really really great player is going to beat someone who's less experienced because they're going to keep them in situations that are going to be advantageous for that player, that master, whereas the player that's less experienced doesn't even recognize what's happening. Doesn't even know they're being set up. You know, doesn't know how to deal with these things. Doesn't know how to get out of those traps. Uh, very, very similar. As such, though, I've found that Strive is a game that's fun for me to keep in the zone. Uh, a lot of times, I don't talk when I'm in my lobbies with with my like clan members or whatever you call them. Uh, my FGC. Uh, I just sit there, and unless I'm streaming, I don't really talk. I just keep my eyes on everything. I try to look at all these things, and I'm trying to... Sometimes I'm planning, so I'm not as in the zone as I'm thinking about, like, what I can do. So I'm I'm not playing as well, but I'm thinking about, okay, how can I... Roman cancel in this situation to become advantageous or what can I do, what button can I throw out? And right now I've been thinking a lot about the Roman cancel system and how I can utilize that, not necessarily rely on it, but it's a resource I've been underutilizing, and I'm trying to rectify that issue by just pondering, how can I use my Roman cancel system in this situation, in that situation, so on and so forth. And I've been loving the findings. But my point is, is that I, I research all these things and these ideas, but then there's some times where I'm like, I just want to play in the zone. I just want to be hyped, focused on the game. And so I'm I'm looking at this, all, the, all this information, and I'm like, I am theorizing in my head, but then I'm snapping back to reality, and I'm making sure I'm paying attention to right now. There's a lot of things that you can miss, a lot of punishes, or a lot of like being able to stuff an opponent if you're not paying attention to like everything that's happening on screen. And I think... I, I think I was intimidated by that for a long time. However, at least with me, it's fun for me to look all around for all this information now that I know what's actually happening. And I find myself, I, I call it getting into the like the matrix, I'm dragging into the matrix because I'm, I'm, I can see all these possibilities of what's going to happen and I can make my character do these things and it's way less explainable and more just immediate response to what i have going on in my head and uh, that place of mental state is the funnest thing (laughs) for me even if i lose because i feel like when i'm in that state i appreciate my opponent and what they're doing and if i'm in a state of appreciation of what my opponent is doing they're probably beating me and if they're beating me that means i'm i'm taking in that information and trying to decipher it there's something there that they did that i can learn from and this is always true in every fighting game It's just this game is fun for me to do it for whatever reason at least it is now i'm open to that not being the case later on down the line but uh it is now and i'm getting good at the game so (laughs) it's a win-win and and but yeah being in that state allows me to not get tilted as much because when i'm losing I, i don't care about the winning i just want to play at my best capacity so I'm not playing in the zone to win, I'm playing in the zone to play better. So it allows me to push out any irrelevant information, focus only on the match, and even when I'm winning or I'm losing, I'm trying stuff out and trying to solidify skills because there's, there's so many skills that I don't yet have that all I have to do is just keep doing them. So sometimes it's just a matter of, I forgot to do this thing, remember to do it next time. 20 games later. I forgot to do this thing again 20 times in a row. Let me do it. Let me try to remember it in this next match. And that's literally, you know, I went like 50 matches before I actually finally did the thing. And when I did, I was like, yes, yeah. Like I I finally did it, you know? And I had been working on it and like part of learning a new skill is reminding yourself to do that thing. You know, it could be playing music and maybe there's a certain technique that you remember to learn to make it easier or, or more efficient or more practical whatever it may be but you gotta remember to do it it's really easy to get distracted by winning when you're trying to learn something new and if you're afraid of losing because of this new thing you're learning and messing it up then you really shortchange yourself because you're not actually improving you're just trying to win and some people just that's not going to click with you if it does click with you good that means you probably are in a state where you're trying to get better, and you care more about improving than you care about winning. Uh, but if you don't get it, I would say think about it a little bit more, you know, and, and ask me a question if you disagree, if you strongly disagree. Again, I'm all about conversation, so I'm, I welcome you talking to me, disagreeing with me, and we can we can talk this out. So, all that to say, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. I'm excited for the future of this game one new character just came out recently he's ridiculous i don't think i'll play him competitively or anything like that but he's fun to play Uh, a lot of characters enjoy him i recommend playing this game it's pretty newbie friendly the ranking system is also very newbie friendly i didn't talk a lot about that i think i talked about that in my last shrive podcast episode Uh, so you can check that one out but yeah it's definitely newbie friendly I play on PC. It's supposed to be cross-platform at some point in the fall, I believe. Uh, so hopefully that happens. If you want sets with me, I play with everybody. I, I I don't know if this is a thing, but there's a lot of people who want to play me that are intimidated to play me. Like, not just in this game, but in Street Fighter. And if you're one of those people, just reach out to me. If I can't do it, I legitimately can't play right now, I just will let you know. And we'll, I'm down to reschedule. Uh, I'm trying to get a, a pretty consistent schedule so I know when I can do stuff. Uh, so let me know, and I'll, I'll say a time, or we can you can just hit me up at a later date. Like hit me up. Don't be shy. I, I used to be an incredibly shy person before the existence of social media, so I, I developed not being shy before that time. <laughs> so being shy online, like, is isn't really something that I'm accustomed to personally. I've always had an alter ego, so I always was very confident when I'm utilize my alter ego as well. So I played uh, online games. But it was, they didn't know who I was, so I could just be me and not like, I could be whatever. Anyways, I, I say, reach out to me, we'll play some sets. I play on PC, I play Naga uh, Right now I'm on floor 10 because I haven't done my trials for the celestial floor. I'll get to that at some point. You know, Maybe as of uploading this, it might be up. Uh, but for now, yeah, I would love to know what you guys think. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Um, I like talking about this game. I like commentating and I like playing this game and playing long sets. I like playing long sets specifically. The game looks cool, sounds cool. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. So I'm gonna get out of here. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm trying to figure out my content right now. I have a side project that I just launched. Uh, it's, a, it's a project right now called Where's the Line, But it's more about like social and political stuff. It's a little bit harder topics to talk about on my main channel, so that's something that we're just doing as an experiment, a friend and I. Uh, I'll put a link to that. I'll put a link to the website for you guys to check out if you want to. It is only two episodes up right now. We're going we're gonna to upload another one here soon. Um, but it's just talking about topics just at random. You know, lately it's been more social, <laughs> uh, at least the ones we've uploaded. But we've reported several that we may or may not upload. We're just, you know, it's a project. We're figuring things out as we go. So that said, I've ranted on enough. Thank you guys so much for the support, for hanging out with me, for being patient with me, for the Patreons, all of you guys. Thank you